Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you joining us today. We always appreciate you coming in and being part of what it is we do here. We are Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, ACT. ACT is what we do as leaders. ACT is also and trans, uh, cultural transformation. That's what we do. We work with leadership development and cultural transformation. I'm Michael Bailey. I'm here today with my partner, Rich Barron, as usual. Happy to have Rich here. We're also happy to have another great friend with us here, Al Fragnoli. And so this is going to be a great conversation. We're going to talk about something that people don't often think about in terms of the business. And the business is this. Are you creating a successful business or are you creating a culture of success? Sounds similar, but very, very, very different. Very different. So let's start off. Rich, what are your, what's your ideas on these two different ideas about business and culture? It, it's interesting. If you go out and look on, on um, the Internet or if you look for any articles based on successful businesses or culture, you're going to see a lot. Of, there's not a lot of segregation. Everybody figures that, you know, culture nowadays anyways become a word that every company uses. we got a great culture. But in the end, most, most of those companies that we work with anyway are really struggling with understanding what culture is. And so when you talk to a lot of these people about, you know, we have a successful business, you know, we're running a successful business. Now, who is that? that we as, as in uh, the upper echelons of the company, the C-level, uh, this, uh, this super elite in the organization are saying, yeah, we have a successful business. It's really benefiting us uh, a great deal. Or are they going to talk and mention that, yeah, we have a culture of success. They're two different things entirely. A company that has a culture of success is inclusive of everybody in that organization. Top to bottom. Companies that really, when they just talk about, well, we have a successful business, really are, are focusing on revenue, data point, uh, numbers along the way. And that's one of the things that we've, we found, but there's a definite distinction between how those businesses function and the longevity of uh, you know, going forward. All right. Excellent. How about you, Al? What do you, what do you, uh, what's your take on those two different ideas? Yeah, first of all, Michael, Rich, thanks so much for having me on. Always a pleasure talking with you guys. Um, you know, Rich, I agree a lot with what you just said there, right? I mean, companies can um, 
be successful if they're if they're looking at the numbers and just the numbers, but but they've got to look at the big picture. They got to look at everything, right? And and if they don't have that culture of success, they're not talking to their people. They're not engaging with them and really understanding if um, if the values and the beliefs and the traditions of the company are are really focused on day in day out. Then they're probably going to lose a lot of their top tier talent, right? So, um, you know, Rich, I agree with a lot of the points that you mentioned there. I mean, if you're just looking at the revenue and the bottom line, the numbers, you're, you're kind of missing that big picture. You got to really make sure that your employees are engaged um, and that that culture is very strong. Um, Cause when it is, you'll definitely retain some of your top people. I remember one very successful seminar group. They were very successful. They were bringing in a lot of money. And I remember, and I was running one of their teams at the time, and I remember them coming in and saying, you know, we are going to grow the pie. <laughs> we are going to grow the pie. And as we grow the pie, everybody's going to benefit. We're all going to grow. And they indeed did grow the pie. The only problem is that pie is it grew. The, 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 the slices that everybody was getting got thinner and smaller. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when, when I think of grow the pie, I think of leaving it in the fridge too long and it starts getting mold on it and, you know, it looks like it's grown hair and stuff. Mold. Yeah, that's what I think when you grow the pie, but that's just me. Yeah, the pie the pie can't be growing just for the people at the top. It's got to grow for, for everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's and that's 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 where it begins this really interesting conversation, this really interesting interaction that grows not only the pie, but grows the culture. When you really take a look at it, we can take a look at it in terms of me and my, my group here. We can take a look at we, the we, the whole company, what we are doing together to make this a better, bigger, happier, more prosperous company. And that's hard to do, isn't it? Because it takes time to really get to know your people. And it takes more time to get to know them to the point where you care about them, not just know their names, right? Rich, Rich, you guys have been there. Not just know their names, but know a little bit about them and know what's going on with them, know what's what's happening in their lives and what they're doing and how the teams are working and how they feel about they feel being about on the team, all that stuff. That is, you know what you know what that is? That seems like it's out of a lot of people's leaders' wheelhouses, but that is leadership. That is what leadership actually does. Goes out because when you do that, you are connecting with people. Now, here's the thing I think most people don't understand that are leaders, especially the higher you get to the top. Whoever you are at the top, particularly CEOs and then that next layer, you are the culture. You are the culture. Everybody looks to you to see how to behave, how to communicate, how to get things done. They all look to you. So you, just by being there, set the culture, set the standards of what is expected. And if what you're seeing throughout your organization is not what you like, is not what you expected, the results, people, the way they work with each other, the first place you got to look to is yourself. What is it that I'm doing that I'm bringing this terrible culture to my, my business here? And that's a hard mirror to look into, isn't it? So if we're talking about, you know, we and me versus all that kind of stuff, what do we do? Now, what do we do to start? If somebody wants to be honest about it, really brutally honest perhaps you know not like hurt my feelings kind of thing but really <laughs> honest stuff about that what would they do what, what is it something that we can do to offer them and say you want to know the truth bam here's something that we can do for you now 
Well, Michael, you brought up an interesting point that I think some top leaders miss, right? And and you mentioned getting to know your people, and it takes time to do that. So I think sometimes some leaders, again, just focus on the bottom line and those numbers, but your most successful leaders take the time to get to know each and every single one of the people that work for them, right? So, and that starts with, with your, to your point, Michael, not just getting to know your name, know more about the person. What are their hobbies outside of work? What do they enjoy doing? Get to know a little bit about their family, you know, show that you have a sincere care for each individual person that works for you. And you're going to see that culture within your company grow and thrive. You've talked about that. I really loved about the way you approach culture and teams, you know, really getting to know who they are, their families, their, 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 the hobbies and that kind of stuff. That is a beautiful, I, I, I remember when you first said, it, I thought it was great. Thank you. So, Rich, what do you say? I, I got to tell you, here's here's a very interesting example of this. Today, we're, we're in Utah, Salt Lake, uh, just north of Salt Lake City, Utah. But it was announced today in Utah that we hit the lowest unemployment rates in history, 2.2%. Now, that means that for every person that's looking for a job in Utah, there are seven open positions. Now, a business that is successful anymore really doesn't matter because everybody's going to be paying the same type of wages. Anymore. And if you look at look at this, you know, there's wages that have gone up. It's it's a job seeker's paradise right now. But these people who want to retain employees, wages and simply benefits are not good enough anymore. That's not why employees are staying. So if you say, hey, I got a great successful business, you need to probably come back and take a real hard look at what your retention rate is and if your employees are getting poached or if you're having to continually poach employees from someplace else. Now, this issue here in Utah is growing. It's growing across the United States. You're going to see more and more of this as more businesses come back online and a lot of these people are still staying home. The way you can retain employees is not any more wages or benefits or whatever. It's going to be culture. The ability to succeed, the ability to be included, the ability to um, know that you're part of this a bigger organization that includes you. And that's what a lot of these are looking for. They're getting poached left and right. Companies are poaching employees from each other all day long. That's the name of the game right now, just to fill, you know, getting up employees to go to go to work. Um, and if you're not focusing on on culture, then you're not going to make it to where um, you need to be eventually. Okay, so let me ask you a question: If you like somebody, and um, you think they're a pretty cool person, no matter what it may be. You could be in a relationship or it could be just somebody at work. But if you really like somebody, what is it, what is it going to want to do? Are you going to, are you going to want to know more about them or are you going to want to know less about them? Yeah, Michael, I think naturally you're going to want to know more about them, right? I mean, in that instance, you gravitate towards somebody that you like and you want to continue to learn more and more about them. Good. I, I agree with that as well, Rich. Uh, oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's, I think this is gets us to a very interesting point. And the point is, yes, you do want to know more about them. 
So you leaders out there that are looking at your business and the culture of your business, if you're a little uncertain about how that culture is working for you and for everybody that goes there, when you think about taking, having your employees take a serious cultural assessment, <laughs> if you, if you're really looking at that, if you want to know how your people are doing, are you going to be excited about it or Maybe you don't want to know about it, so therefore you're going to be afraid. <laughs> what do you think of me of that, Rich? Either fearful or excited. Been there, done that. So I'm seeing that. I'm working, uh, working through that as we speak. But the, the problem is, is you've got to set everybody up prior to these assessments and get them ready. What are you going to do if this comes back negative? Yeah. What are you going to do if this is a poor assessment? Are you going to put it under the rug? Like another organization we we're, we know of, Michael, that is now tanking in, in a bad way, uh, unfortunately, because it's a great organization. Or are you going to be prepared for what comes back? And it's scary. It's like doing an individual 360. It's also a bigger look at the organization and the, the leadership as a whole. What's our culture like? You know, culture is a top-down exercise. If you're not it's ready, like, you know, if you're not ready, you're going to struggle. It's like, it's like, you know, that you do things that are annoying to your wife and you finally say, okay, listen, I'm going to just get this cleaned up. And you say to your wife, all right, honey, I want you to be very honest with me. Really honest. <laughs> walks into that one. But I want you to do, tell me, what what exactly bothers you about me or things that I do? Or what what do you find annoying? That takes a lot of guts. <laughs> and not that she's going to be mean, but you know, if she's really honest with you, you may have some surprises when you enter into and you, you exit that conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it does that takes that kind of, takes that kind of backbone to be willing to hear. What do you think, Al? It does. I mean, yeah, it takes a lot of courage and strength, but. You know, those are the top companies that we see time in, time out, right? That if they get negative feedback, which in some instances you might, you know, do you, are, are you going to be the type of organization that doesn't do an assessment ever again and says, forget about it? You know, we don't want to get these results because they were negative. Or do you really take the time to stop, reflect, look at those results and try and understand what the deeper issue is and why those results are happening and really focus on trying to improve. That's how you're going to get to that next echelon and that next step and separate yourself from those companies that truly don't value culture. And that's why 75% of the time, the attempts to change culture, the transformation culture thing failed because if you take a look at it, what really happens there is leadership chickens out. That's why you got to have leaders that have real guts, that have real integrity, that are willing to take this on and be able to say, okay, give me your best shot. I'm willing to take it. And then let's do something about it to make it better for it. But it's that whole question again. Is it me, my little group and myself, or is it we, the whole company here? You know, that's the, that's the real cutting edge there. I think that's, uh, and, and those, and I'll tell you, if you're working for one of those organizations that are willing to say, stand up and do it. You're working for an incredible organization. Really incredible organization. What are your thoughts about this? If we wind this up here, please. Um, that probably comes right down to Mia culpa. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, 
this is on my shoulders. This is this is who I you know if if you have a a viewpoint of the organization that I'm not aware of, I, I want to know what that is. And if it's something that's it's it's it kind of across the board, and I'm not aware of that, I want to know what that is. You know, if, if I don't know what that is, I can't fix what I don't know. And that's or or and you know, I it might be a tough pill to swallow. It really might. Yeah. But it's it's something that needs to be done. You know, in order to move forward, leaders need to understand that. Um, when you're in a leadership position, it's it's not all you know the the name on the door and the corner office and the Tesla charging station out out in front of the out in front of the front door type thing. It that's not what it's all about. You've got a handful and sometimes hundreds and hundreds of employees. You're literally holding their future in your hands if you're at a certain level. So if you can't take that feedback, then probably get out of there and let someone take over who can. Hmm. You know, that's probably my, my thoughts on that because you've got a lot of people and potentially you're, you're holding their entire future career in your hands. Yeah. So. There's some businesses that seem particularly susceptible to that. I think family businesses are very susceptible to that kind of thing. It goes on, I think, a small business that's still the startup stages learning how to figure out what's going on, what's really working. And then there's the businesses that have been around for a while and people have just become entitled. They've just taken those positions for granted. It's again, the name on the, on the, on the, on the door kind of stuff. Those are the ones that we really need to take that deep dive and take a look at how is culture working. Because remember this, whoever's at the top, the culture is a reflection of your brain. It's a reflection of you. Okay. So. Al, let's kind of wrap it up here. What are your final thoughts to be close out here? Yeah, just one final thought real quick, um, gentlemen. Um, you know, I was reading an article just the other week that talked about uh, culture and some of the most important things as we go into 2022. And the number one thing that they found through research was flexibility. So, Rich, I think you mentioned earlier that it's not always about increasing somebody's wage and that's going to make them happy. Um, I think from the last two years with COVID, what we found is that people can be efficient uh, by working remotely. And if they are, businesses should probably attempt to keep that model or do some sort of hybrid model. And if if they don't, then they're going to they're going to lose, again, some of their top people, because there are going to be other companies that focus solely on culture and how to do the right things for people and still be successful at the same time. And and they're the ones that are going to thrive. So. Um, I can't thank you guys enough, though, for bringing me on. I love talking culture, and I think it's such an important topic. So I'm glad you guys are talking about it today. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I can be reached um, by phone. My cell number is 586-344-9864 or uh, email afragnoli, F-R-A-G-N-O-L-I, at intelligentleadershipec.com. And I'm also hosting a webinar. My next webinar is going to be on December 16th, 2 o'clock Eastern, talking about what we just talked a little bit about today, culture. Um, so I'll be sharing that through LinkedIn. Anybody can connect with me on LinkedIn if they choose as well. Now you have a podcast as well, Al. What? How does that work? Tell us about your Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely, uh, podcast is Legal Leaders. So we talk about um, leadership. We typically talk with sports industry leaders, but we venture out and talk to business 
uh, leaders as well. We share that through LinkedIn um, as well. So thank you, Rich, for, for bringing that up. Legal leaders, um, we share it on LinkedIn as well. Outstanding. Thank you so much. Rich, take us home. All righty. And once again, we have come to the end of an awesome, another awesome episode with, uh, you know, this is this is some really important information about business success and, and culture that we're talking about. And we can help you help. We can help with the culture piece. We can help with the leadership piece. You just have to reach out to one of us. And we can we can talk and see what we can do uh, to help you get over these any issues you may have and prepare yourself for the future. So again, Executive Leaders Act ILEC.com. Reach out to us or leave a message at potandbox.com uh, slash mainline executive coaching ACT. And you can go on there and leave a leave a message for us and we'll get that. And if we like what we hear. We're going to play it on our next podcast and maybe even bring you on. So once again, everybody have a great weekend. Stay safe. Take care. And we'll see you again next time. And a shout out to all our followers in London, London, England, Great Britain. Thanks so much for watching. Yes, thank you. Take care. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.